But even now, increase the anointing. Preach through me, Holy Spirit. Allow Jesus to be lifted up in our midst. But even now, but even now, Lord, even now, amen. Sometimes we choose to be where we're at because we refuse to let go in order to move on. Did you know that some, some, some people like being dysfunctional? It's comfortable. Being in this function is, is where we live that is what we know because, because to move someplace different may require something of me. But if I can remain where, <laughs> if I can surround myself with other dysfunctional people, then I don't have to change. Y'all ready for this? Listen, God didn't save you to remain, for you to remain where you are. And, and don't get me wrong, it, it's hard, it's, it's scary. You got to move forward by faith. But, 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 but God didn't save you for you remain in the mess that Satan put you in. Talking to all this, he, he remembers, he said last week when I was talking about ashes, he said, he said, I remember my father, he, he used to burn stuff and it would put the ashes in the field that they had just planted seeds. I said, Otis, what they were doing was the residue of what had been burnt become fertilizer for the seeds underneath. Did you know that every seed planted don't come up? Here he says that you and I are the planting of the Lord, which means that though he planted us, though he saved us, that which he has put in us don't always come up. Can, can I take it a step deeper? Listen, it's not the planter's fault. It's not the farmer's fault. What happens is that there's something about that seed Though it's in the right environment, though, though it's in the right condition, the outer shell, which has now, which was a protective shell, is now an imprisoned cell. Whether you know it or not, all of us have created shells around ourselves. When you have been hurt by folks who were supposed to protect you, you now learn that life and people are unsafe. So you create a shell around. Now, the problem is, I know that's survival, but the problem is, is when Jesus is on the outside of our shell. The problem is when our shell is so tight and closed that he's like the church of Lanasia. He's knocking, waiting to get into our hearts, but we have erected walls and gates and barriers that even he can't get in. So therefore, if he can't get in, he can't produce what he wants. 
Okay. John 5, Gospel of John chapter 5, we see a man, and I think it will help us understand what I'm talking about. They are by the pool. They're in Jerusalem, and, and this pool isn't like any other pool. This pool is surrounded by people that are lame, that are blind, that are going through a whole lot of stuff. There's physical sickness because, because it, it says that, 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 that once a year an angel will come down and stir up the water and the first person who gets in the water get healed. Now, now, so you got people all around. I mean, it's a multitude of people, and you can see the brokenness. You can see, and, and Jesus appears, and it seems like they don't know it's him. <laughs> and he walks up to one man, and even though, though Jesus knows his story, the funny thing, Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? Instead of saying yes or no, the man says, well, the situation is. I hate to say this. That's us. God asks us a question. Do you want to go with me? And we start telling them about our problem. I mean, here he has the Messiah standing right there who asked him. I, I, I know the news of Jesus is out. I know he heard the story. And, and Jesus said, do you want to be healed? He should have said yes. But instead he said, well, I want to be healed, but I don't got nobody. I've been sick for 38 years. And everything I want to get to the water, somebody, shut up. We have to begin to not go to Jesus telling him about the problem without expecting the answer. Many times we go to him complaining, but we're not open to him for a change. I hate to say this, but allow me to say this. Many times the situation we're in, God's trying to produce something. It's not that you're, uh, uh, Lord, help me. Every situation that comes your way, unless we made it, had to go through Jesus to get to you. Which means then that there's something of value for what we go through. Now, this is the secret. How do you respond to what you go to? T.D. Jake said, and he said he heard this theologian say, said, you know, he was dealing with the text that says that, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. That doesn't seem right. Because the Bible tells don't harden your heart. But when you read the text about Pharaoh, what you find is this. For the first five plagues, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Only after Pharaoh hardened his own heart, then God said he hardened his heart. But let me explain what hardened the heart means because we need to hear this. He said, one of the books he read said this, 
the sun shines on wax and clay. Wax melt, clay harden. See, it's not whether you go through anything. All of us go through something. The question is, if what you go through, did it melt you or did it harden you? We can go through the exact same thing and whatever we go through, God means it to make us like wax in his hand. But if we don't respond to the situation the right way, you can be walking around with a hardened heart always talking about what happened to you. But I know somebody who's been through more than you, and instead of getting hurt, they got sweeter. They got better. They became a, 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 a glory for God. So the question is not what happened. The question is, did you respond the right way and give yourself to God? I hate to tell you this. That's what life is all about. And we can spend the rest of our life complaining about what we didn't have. Or we can allow. Talking to somebody, and they were talking about their pain. And, and, and they were talking about, you know, I don't know how I'm going to minister. I said, huh? They said, I don't know how I'm going to minister. I said, I use my pain to take me to the next level. I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? I preach better when I'm not feeling good. I preach better when my heart broken. You know why? I bundle that pain up. And instead of it being a, a burden, I put it in my sermon. I take the emotion of my hurt. And I said, Lord, I'm going to preach the hell out of Satan. Oh, yes, I am. He should have never messed with me. He shouldn't have messed with me. He thought I preached last week. Watch me this week. You won't mess with me no more. You use your pain to make Satan shut up and sit down. You tear his kingdom down with your pain. You don't complain. You gather it up and say, watch me. Take it to the next level. Watch me. Give God all that I got. Watch me. Make Satan say, we should have left that crazy man alone. Listen, it's going to happen. You might as well use it for the glory of God. He's, I give him credit. At least he has something that got Jesus' attention because Jesus don't heal nobody else. Wonder if God planted you knowing what you were going to go through but he needed you to go through that to take you where you belong. You don't allow your past 
to identify who you are. You allow your past to prepare you where God is taking you. There's some things you got to know. You got to know that God is sovereign and that he's in control of everything. You got to know that if God allowed to come, then that was going to be used to take you to the next level. Listen, Jesus needed Judas to betray him to get him to the cross. Hallelujah! Israel needed Pharaoh and Moses needed Pharaoh so that he could use the miracles to glorify God. Joseph needed his brothers to put him in slavery so that he could become the second in power in Egypt so when the time came, God could lift him. David needed Saul trying to kill him for 13 years so that when he walked into the kingdom, he'll be ready to be a king. What negative, what negative is God using in your life to get you to where he wants you to be? Okay, let's say in Plague your mind with negativity that you miss God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here Jesus is stepping over folks and they don't stop him. It's loaded with sick people. You can be so caught up in your mess, in your hurt, that Jesus walks by, you ain't gonna touch me? You ain't gonna touch me? Nobody gonna reach out? He responds to faith. If you don't reach and touch him by faith, then you don't want what he got. And we keep on holding on to the stuff we, you know, you know, we hold on to dead stuff. That thing been dead a long time. Matter of fact, the person who did it is dead. Your, your ex-husband is already dead. He was dead while you was married to him. So why you keep talking? Did I say that? Let me, let me tap into this. 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 See, 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 there's people, even though they're Christian, because of the way that they're living, God has already said they're spiritually dead. I could go deeper, but I'll let you chew on that. Up in the church, doing church. Ain't sensing God. Ain't feeling the spirit. God has already written Ichabod. And the Holy Spirit within the Christian, Holy Spirit's in you, but he's so bound up. (laughs) 
If we are bound in our thinking, we have bound Jesus. Don't let nobody be so big in your life that they steal your joy. I don't, care, I don't care what they do. I don't care, I don't care who they are. Don't, don't let nobody get to the place they steal your peace. I don't care what they do. Listen, 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 listen. It costs Jesus too much. It costs you too much to get where you are for some itty, mini, tiny, weedy to frustrate you that instead of praising Jesus, you sitting up here thinking that somebody didn't speak to you. So what? I don't know about you. I can't even get my joy on. I can't even get my praise on. I can't even get my worship on. He's been too good to me for me to allow somebody to take from me the privilege, the honor to lift up holy hands and praise him. Oh. You know what? Somebody is so up in their own head, they didn't hear a word I said. They see my mouth moving. Don't tell me Satan can't do that. Don't tell, don't tell me he won't have you that messed up. I, 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 listen, I, listen, listen. So, so, somebody said, so I said, you can't take Oxycontin, can you? I said, huh? Nobody say that. He said, because of your past. Listen, I was never an addict to drugs. I just did it to see how far I could go. I was too mean to let anything control me. But Satan had me here. You got me. I was all up in my thinking. Since I know what that feels like, I refuse. I refuse to allow Satan to drop anything in my thinking. That's going to steal my joy for too long. He may get me for a minute, but once I recognize it's him, I start praising God. I start rejecting it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what my Bible says about me. You can't allow nobody, no situation to take you down for too long. You better know how to talk to yourself Encourage yourself. I am the planning of the Lord. God do have purpose for me. Let me clarify something. He's right. Some of you former weed smokers. Present weed smokers. We got some present. We got some Christian weed smokers. (laughs) 
Because I'm a former smoker, I knew it took me in a realm that was easier for Satan to tempt me. I know that it had me in this realm that Satan, because I'm spiritually open, attacks will come at me because of weed. The Greek word for it is pharmaceutical, but it means sorcery. It's a method of manipulation, which is witchcraft. And we are tapping into a realm that we don't even know what we're tapping into. Everything has a spiritual beginning and source to it. And because we are not knowledgeable enough, we think that it's in the natural, but it's really in the spiritual. The THC today in, in pot and weed is stronger than the day I used to smoke it. Let me just educate you. I can tell from the smell of it, the potency of it. Can I go a step deeper? When you eat it, it's stronger than smoking it. When you smoke it, some of it go off in the smoke. But when you eat it, you are digesting it at a much higher level. Can I go a step deeper? When you smoke it, you get instant contact. When you eat it, it takes a long time. So the abundance of the high is gradually so you eat more and you really don't know how much you have taken in. So now you have taken in so much, you can OD. But yet we... That's not part of my sermon, let me come back. But, but hold on, hold on. It just shows us how. Because, watch this. Because we tell ourselves we need it, but what happened is, is that we are wearing tags that emotionally, which Jesus is the healer, but we go to other things to heal us from the outside in. He's talking about the healing of our souls so that you can take stuff Oh, there's some things you need to leave. You know what? As long as my hand is full with mess, God can't fill it with what he wants. He wants to, but, but my, 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 my hands, because my hands is my mind, and my mind, if my mind is full of stuff, I can't hear him, I can't see him, I'm just so caught up in myself and, and I'm looking for somebody or somebody to, to make me feel like I belong. And God says I'm his and we came and see it. You can have the spirit, but until your thinking is free, you're not free. There has to be an agreement with the spirit 
and what I'm saying to myself, what I believe. See, see, we can talk the word. On Sunday, we so good talking the word. Oh, we so good. Listen to the man. I want to be healed. I got a couple of problems with that. Number one, he been laid for 38 years. By that time, I would have been at the edge of the pool. When nobody beat me, when nobody beat me, I'd be, I'd be ready to fall in. In fact, I was falling. They had to save me because I'd be so on the. Sonny, we talk and put no actions to it. If you, you know, well, Pastor, you know, I, I, I want to get off. I, I, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. It's okay. I got rehab open for you. He said, I want to go to rehab. You know what I said? Okay, I pray for you. Next. Because you know what? They showed me they really don't. We're good at talking. You know, it's funny. God don't listen to your words. He looks at your heart. And until our hearts is ready, he not moved by your word. He not moved that you made it here on Sunday. Because, you know, we do a whole lot of good talking, but on Monday, we're going to go back talking You are what you talk. Because what you talk will get in your heart. So here he is, here he is, here he is, here he is. And he, and he go through this represent. I have no one to help me. Because when the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the water is moved, someone jumps in before me and pour me. Now listen what I'm saying. If God calls us oak trees, and that oak means oak trees, he is identifying that we're taller than everything else. <laughs> that we're stronger than anything else. That we rise up above the crowd. I call eagles. I call us eagles. I call us eagles. Okay? He said, he said majestic distinguished, upright, and right standing with God. Now, let me go another step further. Do not allow where you're not to keep you proclaiming who you are. Come here, Justin. Come here, Justin. He said the righteous man falls seven times. Now, hold on. Though he falls, God calls him righteous. For many of us, we got a problem with that. But watch this. God called him righteous knowing he was going to fall. Why? Because your action does not change your state of being. When you are in Jesus, God calls you righteous even while you fall. Hold on. Why? Because he changed your state of being. 
See, a duck is a duck is a duck is a duck. He may dress up like an eagle, but he's still a duck. An eagle is an eagle is an eagle, eagle. You may put a dog suit on him, but he's still an eagle. A saint is a saint is a saint is a saint. See, and right away we start looking at how what we not are what we know. No, when he saved you, he made you a saint on the inside, regardless what you do on the outside. Now hold on. One of the one of the one of the I'm trying to think of the right word. One of the things that lets you know you are a saint is when you fall. You want to get back up. Did y'all hear that? Y'all, did y'all, did y'all hear that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. A sinner falls and has no reason to get up. They like walking and what they in. They like mess. But if you got the spirit of God in you, something, listen, even before you get up, something in you want to get up. There's been a change on the inside that though you fall, you want to get up. So you start reaching and calling and praising and asking God to come help you to get up. It doesn't even matter how many times you fall. What God looks at, your heart want to get up. And as long as you want to get up, he said, my righteous son, get up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. While you up, don't think about where you was. Because it's covered under the blood. Don't let Satan mess with you what the Lord has already forgiven. Hallelujah. When, when God washed you in the blood, he washed the past, the present, and the future. What he wants from us is the desire to get up. Get yourself up. You don't belong down there. Don't let Satan tell you, but that's not you. That's what you did. Get up. The battle's here, y'all. You're already fighting from a place of victory, but you got to believe that. You got to persevere through what's going on around you. You can't let. I heard somebody say, they said, say I don't want your car. He don't want your husband. He don't want your wife. But wait a minute. Ephesians chapter 10, verse 6, chapter 10, tells me, somewhere verse 11 tells me, that he sets fiery darts. So you know what he does? He puts stuff uh, on fire around you to get into your thinking. 
So he, if he can trouble you about your stuff, he got you. Y'all get it? Listen, I, when I'm pressing hard enough, I expect trouble to hit me. I expect things to break down. Because I'm expecting an attack. And guess what I do? I try my best to stay even keeled. Is that I'm still praising God. I'm still saying hallelujah. You better know how to open up your mouth and speak to yourself even when you don't feel like it. We ain't talking about feeling like it. We're talking about looking beyond the present and trusting God for the future and start shouting about what you can't see. Listen, the truth of the matter is we either going to trust God by faith or you're not. Faith means I don't see it, but I have an expectation on the table. You know what happens? When you place an expectation on Jesus, it makes him stop. My question is, why didn't he stop for anybody else? You see this in scripture. You see people bumping up against Jesus and while he's on his way to heal Jerry's daughter and, and he said, who touched me? And they're saying, what you talking about? Everybody touching you. I said, no, you understand. Somebody had a, had a purpose when they touched me. Somebody, somebody, somebody tapped into my power. Somebody had enough faith that they got a download. Somebody, somebody reached up and, and, and they got some of what I got. Somebody, somebody, somebody got a blessing. Somebody, somebody got some favor. Somebody had enough boldness to touch me with intentionality. Somebody said in themselves, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know. I got a question. I got a question in the house. Do we got any knowers in the house? You know God's going to bless you. You know God got favor on you. You know God's going to see about you. You know God's going to step in and talk. You know God's going to change it around. You know. You don't see it yet, but you know. And you're standing on your no. Don't know how he's going to do it. Don't know when he's going to do it. But something on the inside tells you God is not going to leave me here. Now hold on. Walk how you walk. You can't, don't dig up your own seed. You can't be doing anything and think that your seed is going to come up. I plant it, I dig it up. I plant it, I dig it up. I plant it, I dig it up. Can I expect anything? What's Satan? 
even God don't love you. Everybody else don't love you. If everybody really knew the real you, they will reject you too. Your parents wasn't there. Isn't it funny that Satan will bring back up to you your past? You know what I discovered? What stopped him from bringing up your past is when you forgive your past. You, you got you to let go of what folks did to you. You got to let go. You can't hold on to daddy issues. You know, you know it's the funniest thing how, you know, you grow up, got daddy issues, but you haven't forgiven daddy, and you turn out to be just like daddy. Because when you don't forgive, you become the very person that you can't stand. That's the power of unforgiveness. Hold on now, think with me. Think with me. You meditate on all that. You you get that all deep down inside of you. See, notice, notice, no, I don't have to speak to him no more. You know why I don't have to speak to him? His own mind is speaking to him. This is spiritual level at a high level. You got to know how it works. If you don't know how this works, then we are subject to always fall for his tricks. We don't understand that there's levels and dimensions of this, and we don't know how to do battle. Though we all face it, we all fight it, but nobody's talking to you like this. Nobody is explaining to you. I, I, listen, I fought this battle. I still fight this battle. But from where I came from, I had to fight at a very high level, and it taught me, oh, there's a method to this. There's a system to this. This is not arbitrary. This is how it works. It works for good and bad, but you got to work it. Now, where was I? Faith, right? Something. I don't know. We got to start here. So, his own mind speaking to him. Okay, his mind got to speak to him. If God has planted a seed in you, okay, you have to take care of the seed. If you don't nurture the seed, it won't grow. When something hits you and you don't like it, don't let it harden you. Let it make you melt before God. There's certain things you got to go back in your past and you got to let that person go. Because holding judgment against them ain't hurting them. It's hurting you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know for years we've been taught this. But this is a disclaimer. In the Lord's prayer, says, you know, forgive those that have trespassed against you. 
so your father can forgive you, right? Now, some people say, well, if you don't forgive, you're not saved. I, I disagree with that. You know why? It takes being saved to be able to forgive. Forgiveness is a supernatural thing. You can't forgive what some folks did to you without the help of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, he, he, me as a believer, I have to be saved in order to forgive. Now, hold on now. And if I'm saved, I'm a new creation, which means I don't lose my salvation. So what is he talking about? He said, I can't heal the hurt. Because your soul healing is part of your salvation because Jesus quotes Isaiah 61 in Luke 4, 18 when he starts his ministry. So he's talking about, I just didn't come to save your spirit. I came to heal your soul. So, so guess what you got to do? I tell people, write it down, then release it and tear it up. There's some things you ought to be tearing up right now. I forgive you, mama. I forgive you, daddy. You wasn't there for me, and I know you wasn't there, but guess what? I refuse for you to hold me in bondage anymore. Let me get back to you. Are you still thinking what I thought? What you mean you're not thinking what I gave you?
But you got to stir it up. But you got to stir it up. But you got to stir it up. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Speak to yourself. Open your spirit. And watch God speak to you. Jesus looks at the man and he sees something in the man that apparently he don't see nobody else. He waits till the man gets through and then he says, rise up. He didn't pull the man up. He didn't say, y'all get the man up. He told the man, rise up. Do you know what he's saying to you? He's saying to you, in your spirit, rise up. Is there anybody going to rise up? Is there anybody that in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your not wanting to be where you're at, will you rise up? Open up your mouth and give God some praise. Tell him, thank you. Tell him, I praise you. Tell him, I trust you. Lord, rise up. God is calling someone in the midst of the storm. In the midst of your battle, without changing your environment, he says, rise up. But I says, God gets more glory by rising, raising those up that nobody thought was going to be anything. See, God... Don't pick those on top. He picks those on bottom. <laughs> he picks the one that people say they ain't gonna, they didn't come from nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. They would never be nothing. And God says, watch me. You know what, know what God is saying to Satan over you? Watch me. If you just place your faith and God, watch God raise you where people will have to praise God for you because they would know that you didn't arrive at the place you're at, but it was God that lifted you. And they would say, isn't God awesome of how God raised them up from bottom low to Where are you today? We want to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. We want you to meet the one who loves you. The one that can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or can imagine. But you got to give it to him.
today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. If you're out of a church home, here you go, a church home.